Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Recharge Wrestling. We're here to plug you into the world of professional wrestling. And this week we've got the most must-see panel in wrestling podcast history. Well, I'm joking. It's just me. Um, yeah, been a ma- mad couple of weeks, guys. Apologies for no pod or content last week on the YouTube channel either. Um, it's been tricky this week as well, but I'm here to to do a video of some sort to get some talk about some news, some WWE 2K23, um, a bit of AEW, which we don't often get to discuss because we haven't all watched it by the time we record the pod on the Thursday. Um, so yeah, it'll be a bit of a different feel today, but um, I'm going to try and... Uh, Go for a little while and talk about um, the week in wrestling um, and my thoughts on the current products and, yeah, like I say, some news and a sort of not a review because I haven't played WWE 2K23 yet, but things I've heard about the game and, and what I'm looking forward to, to doing on it when I get it. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, hopefully this is all right because it's just me. But anyway, um, we will have more content going forward. I'll talk about WWE 2K23 content, actually, because I'm going to mention that first. So WWE 2K23 is out officially tomorrow. I know a lot of people have already got it who had it on like pre-order or whatever and played it. So I've seen a lot of stuff about it online. It seems to be getting very good reviews. Um, gameplay looks a little bit different. Updated roster is key. Um, there's some good DLC as well. Not quite as good as I was hoping, but it's decent. Um but yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it. I'm going to hopefully get it over the weekend or next week. I know Keeney's getting it tomorrow. And hopefully, I mean, those of you who have been watching this channel for a while will remember that we did some WWE 2K22 content before. Keeney did a MyGM mode. We've tried Universe mode, but that was quite difficult. Um, but we are planning on doing a three-player GM mode. So if you're interested in that kind of content stick around because hopefully we'll have that coming for you very soon. I'm really excited to to do that. I've loved playing 2K22 GM mode, um, but I I only ever played it against the computer and their booking was very repetitive and it got a bit boring after a while. But against friends, with two, now the option, of course, one of the new features is you can play up to four people. I think it's going to be really, really exciting with the new rosters as well. Um, so you're really looking forward to that. Universe mode also looks improved. Now I'm a, I'm a big player of universe mode, so I quite often go two two three years for a universe mode on a game at least. Um, you know, playing more, managing more on SmackDown, playing it, um, doing all the pay per views, um, and it looks like now you've got much more 
interactions between superstars not in matches so you know actions between rivals um a hundred different over a hundred different match actions before and after matches during matches um so that makes it a lot better and more interesting presentation of the um you know, the models and everything that they've made look really, really good. So, yeah, I'm really excited about it. And, of course, the new War Games match as well adds a lot to it, particularly I find like playing Universe Mode when I get to the sort of Survivor Series season, um, doing the tag matches gets a bit boring. So to add a um, a War game stipulation into that could make it very, very interesting. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to, to WWE 2K23 out tomorrow. And like I say, keep your eyes peeled on our YouTube channel at recharge uh recharge wrestling on youtube if you're if you're listening to the podcast uh give us a like and a subscribe and you'll see our videos coming up very soon hopefully uh with gm mode and we may do some other stuff as well regarding 2k23 but yeah very much looking forward to that let's get into um some other wrestling news so um bray wyatt he has had a bit of an interesting news week. He wasn't on SmackDown last week or the week before, I believe. There was a section with Uncle Howdy a couple of weeks ago with Bobby Lashley. Um, but then Bobby Lashley, there was no sign of Lashley, Wyatt, Uncle Howdy, any of them on Raw. Alexa Bliss has also been missing, who's kind of been involved with Bray Wyatt. And it seems that there's an issue with Bray Wyatt that we don't know. Um, it was reported earlier in the week that um, it's a creative issue and he walked out of a show. That apparently isn't true and it's more likely a physical issue that's stopping him from being cleared to compete. Um, and it looks like the match is being dropped for WrestleMania with Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley tweeting about it saying, he, you know, he hasn't worked this hard to, to not get on the card. You know, someone else needs to step up. Um, and I was just wondering what people's thoughts were, really. Let us know in the comments or on Twitter, at Recharge Wrestle. Um is this a blessing in disguise in a way, match-wise? Because I've, I've said on the, if you've listened to our podcasts, I've been saying, particularly, and I, I know the other guys agree with me, that this is a very weird matchup. I, I didn't think Bray Wyatt and Bobby Lashley fit very well together. Lashley doesn't fit into that kind of universe of spooky. He's a very much a real fight feel kind of wrestler. Um, and I thought it was a very odd combination. So it could be a blessing in, in disguise for Lashley if he gets a decent opponent, but I don't want him to be off the Mania card altogether because I just think that'd be harsh. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. It's Obviously, I do, do like Bray Wyatt and I hope he is okay, that first and foremost, um, and he can return soon. But it is slightly worrying. Um, his run has been a bit of a bust so far. I, the initial excitement, the buzz was great. I really enjoyed parts of the LA Knight feud um, but then the match was a bit didn't really go to full plan I don't think and and since that there's not really been anything um, so yeah they need to pick it up a bit with this Wyatt second run because it's been a bit of a flop so far and I'm a big Bray Wyatt fan so it's hard for me to say that but um, I think that's true um, and it looks like he's missing WrestleMania and potentially Bobby Lashley too um who won't be missing Mania is Edge and Finn Balor. Now they have their match confirmed, another match confirmed this week for WrestleMania inside Hell in a Cell, which has been expected for ages. Finn also did mention in his promo that his demons, Hell couldn't handle his demons or something like that, he said. So I think he's hinting at him being Demon Balor here. Demon Balor versus Edge inside Hell in a Cell is a great WrestleMania match. I know this feud has dragged on. It's been going on for the best part of a year now, but this is a good way to close it. If you're going to do this match again, this is a perfect way to close it, and it's an, ex- it's an exciting match. Um, 
Ray and Dom still not had their match com- confirmed. Um, Ray, Dominic did challenge Ray at WrestleMania, but uh, he didn't go for it yet. But obviously that match will happen. Um, we'll talk more about WrestleMania plans in a minute when I talk about some other news. The Bella Twins. Um, I went, I didn't realize they were still actually on the WWE payroll, um, but it seems like they were in some sort of, you know, legends contracts. They were meant to appear at Raw 30, but they didn't. Um, they were advertised originally. Um, I think, yeah, to, obviously Total Bellas, Total Divas, all this stuff they maybe had in have had in the works, but they have officially left WWE and changed their sort of names um, to Garcia, which is their, obviously their birth surname. Um, so that's very interesting. They've denied that going to, they could be going to AEW, even though they were backstage the other day at the pay-per-view. Um but I think that was them. Obviously, they've got a lot of connections there. They went to see when they're young, Soraya, and obviously Bree's husband is Brian Danielson. So um, it makes sense that they would be backstage. But yeah, they've denied. I don't think they would. My personal opinion is I don't think they would add that much to AEW at this stage. I think they've been gone too long from wrestling to be great in the ring. Maybe if you had them as an on-screen, like as part of Soraya's faction, just but not actually wrestling much. Maybe they could add something as big names. They are they have, do have name value, but in terms of in ring, um, I don't think they would add much to the AW women's roster, in my opinion. But you know, feel free to disagree with that because I, I know a lot of people are huge fans of theirs. Um, and the other bit of news really to come out of um, this week is Hall of Fame. Um, Obviously, on SmackDown, Rey Mysterio was announced as the first inductee of the Hall of Fame. A lot of people were expecting Batista this year. Looks like that's not happening, but due to his commitments uh, in films in Hollywood. Obviously, WrestleMania is in Hollywood, so I think a lot of people thought maybe he could turn up and do something. But it looks like that's not going to happen because I think Rey Mysterio will be the headline name. Interesting that he's obviously still active. Is this going to be his final farewell at WrestleMania? Does he put Dom over and, and retire? I don't think so, but it's a possibility. Maybe he's going to cut his schedule a little bit and do what Edge does. You know, Edge is still active technically, and he's in the Hall of Fame. I think you can, you can do that, but I think you just wouldn't be on TV maybe every week and use Ray as more special attraction so that you he's not just getting you know beaten and wrestling every week and things like that. I think that would actually be a really good use for him going forward after WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, thoroughly deserved. What a career! I've been watching Ray for a very very long time. I remember growing up watching him in WCW. Um, and then obviously he moved to WWE. I, I, I watched WCW quite a lot when I was a kid because it was more available to me, um, not having sort of Sky and things. Um, and then, yeah, he moved to WWE. Obviously he had WWE 2K named after, uh, on the cover last year. He's had a like, lengthy career and he's still great now. Um, you know, former champion, obviously the legendary, legendary relationships with the likes of Eddie Guerrero, Batista, and plenty and plenty of others. Like he's had such a good career. And even now the stuff of the judgment day is really good. One of the hottest feuds going into WrestleMania, I'd argue. So thoroughly deserved. And then the other hall of famer announced yesterday was the great Muta. Um, who obviously recently had sort of his final, uh, match. He had a match with Shinsuke Nakamura, I believe not too long ago. He had a thing with sting. Um, obviously that's a bit long ongoing rivalry from years ago. Not a wrestler I know a whole great deal about, so I'm not going to sit and pretend I, I've watched a back catalog of his matches because a lot of his career has been in Japan and I am, you know, he's been around a long, long time. I, I know of him. Obviously, he appeared in AEW as well, um, but I'm not I'm not overly familiar with him. But by all accounts, he's deserving. And I think it's cool when WWE recognizes people that have done stuff elsewhere 
um, for the Hall of Fame. I think that's cool. They did it with Jushin Thunder Liger. Uh, I know he had one match in NXT against Tyler Breeze, but that, that wasn't why he got inducted into the Hall of Fame, obviously. So I think that's cool. Um, look forward to seeing more added. Um, I think that's about it for the, the news segment. Um, but we're going to talk about the shows itself um, and WrestleMania plans. And then I'll also talk a little bit about NXT because I thought that was interesting this week and AEW. Um, I might start with AEW actually this week. Um, Ty of Valkyrie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> if you haven't watched Dynamite yet, don't watch this video because there will be spoilers. Um, so a little bit of a warning there. I just mentioned someone who just debuted. So I probably should have said that before. Uh, but oh, well, Taya Valkyrie um, debuted in AEW this week. Obviously, she was kind of expected and rumoured because Jade Cargill had an open challenge against um, someone from Canada. She she squashed this random opponent. I can't remember her name. And then Taya Valkyrie come out afterwards and actually looks like she could square up to her. That's the key thing here. Jade's beaten a lot of small people. You haven't believed that they could beat her. Taya Valkyrie can looks like she could go toe-to-toe. I don't think she will beat her, but at least makes it interesting. Apparently, she's has side for AEW, which I think is a good sign. And I liked her. Um, obviously, I've seen her quite a bit of an impact before, but I, I liked her running NXT, even though she didn't do a lot as Frankie Monet. I thought she she had a lot of upside. Um, so, yeah, interested to see how she does in AEW. Um, obviously, the first few is going to be with Jade, so that's not a bad start. Um, that was interesting. You had Jeff Jarrett, which Cassidy, I thought Jeff Jarrett was going to win the new international championship. Um, a very old school style match um, where a lot of ref bumps, cheating, you know, stuff going on with Jay Lethal and stuff. A bit over the top, a bit old school, very 90s WCW, which is all Jeff Jarrett kind of all over, really, I suppose. Um, but he fell short in the end and Orange Cassidy retained. It was entertaining, but yeah. You know, it was kind of old school. Um, and then you also had a couple of other title matches on the show, obviously. Um, you had the main event, which was the the main sort of one, really, um, between the Elite House of Black and Jericho Appreciation Society. They put on a really, really good, fun main event. Um, great stuff in ring. In Winnipeg, obviously, Omega and Jericho both from there. So the crowd was so into it, um, more even more so than normal. Um, and yeah, it was a great, great match to watch, real fun, and of course, retain for um, the House of Black. So that was enjoyable. And the other things I think that stood out obviously, the Outcasts did a little bit of a promo segment. Um, I think that's picking up now. I didn't like it at first, but since Ruby Soho's joined the group, I must admit, I think it's took a turn for the better. Um, and the MJF bar mitzvah was very interesting. Um, entertaining segment as always with NJF and you got the four pillars of AEW in the ring all wanting title matches I think it's very interesting to go with that story um, I, I think it's long overdue actually but obviously they haven't had one of them with the title before until NJF had it not the main title anyway um, so that's very interesting going forward to see what they do with that um, so yeah some good stuff this week I thought on Dynamite um, I literally watched it a couple of hours ago. It's just very fresh in my mind. Um, let's go to NXT because that's the other show we don't really discuss much on this sh- show. And obviously they did a huge angle last week with Roxanne Perez. Well, say angle. I'm pretty sure it's an angle. Um, obviously collapsing. Looked really re- like I thought they did it really, really well. She has been stripped of the NXT Women's Championship. I'm assuming she's got some sort of real injury, which is why they're doing this. Because otherwise, why are you doing it? Unless Roxanne's going to the main roster. 
and they're just rushing the call up. Um, that's the only other reason I can think of. But it's interesting. So they're doing a ladder match for the Women's Championship at Stand and Deliver, which Zoe Stark and Gigi Dolan both qualified for on this episode of NXT. Um, I could see them putting the belt on Zoe Stark potentially, but I think Tiffany Stratton might get in there or someone like that. It depend, depends who else is in the match, but I think it's a four-way. So it should be interesting. Um, Bron V Mello as well. They had a good segment um, moderated by Pretty Deadly, who I find very entertaining, by the way. I think they've been brilliant recently, particularly. But Bron and Mello is sort of the NXT dream match that they've been waiting for, pushing, you know, holding off of. Um, but now they're finally pushing ahead with it. And I think it's time Mello wins that, to be honest. Um, yeah, and the, the other, uh, other really thing of interest is Wesley. Obviously, he's defending his um, title in a ladder match. At standard and deliver as well. Uh, not a ladder match, sorry. That's the that's the women's title. Um, but um, a fatal five way match with four opponents of his choosing. He wants to choose the best. So they, I think they're going to put high flyers in there, the likes of Axiom Fraser, maybe. It's going to be very, very interesting, I'm sure. And then a women's tag match is set up for the pay per view as well. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn want a match, which I, I like that duo. I hope they win against uh, Fallon Henley and Kiana James in that storyline, which. I'm not as keen on with the relationship stuff and and all that. Um, that was about right, it for NXT. I'm not going to talk about it too much because I don't think it's really worth talking about in great detail. Let's give a quick summary of the happenings on Raw. Um, I want to give a top mark because that's what we do on the Recharge we Wrestling Podcast. We give top marks and skid marks uh, every week. I'm not sure if I have a skid mark this week, though. Um but I do have a top mark, and it's the Cody Rhodes promo that he cut on Raw. Um, Cody has a habit recently, of, of, other than Sami Zayn and the Bloodline, of being my top mark quite often. Um, a really, really good promo from him. Just speaking from the heart on his own here. Really, really good stuff. Um, great promo. And then he had a match against LA Knight as well, which was pretty good. Um, and LA Knight is an interesting one. He's someone I wanted to talk about because I do think he will get a moment at Mania. He keeps talking about there's no moment in LA in you know LA without LA Knight. I think he is going to have his moment at WrestleMania. There's rumors of a Stone Cold Steve Austin confrontation. I think that would be gold. There's other rumors of him getting some sort of match and a push after Mania, you know, a really strong push going into sort of money in the bank. I could see that as a potential money in the bank winner, maybe. Um, you know, he, he got beaten by Cody here, but he's in the ring with the, the top babyface in the company right now. So I don't think that really means anything. I think they love LA Knight. And the fact they moved him on to Raw to have this match and put him on TV on the Raw crowd tells you we need to know he's getting good reactions. So that's good. Um, what else was there from Raw? I'm just looking at my notes. Uh, Kevin Owens was quite interesting. He obviously refusing help again from, he's telling Cody Rhodes to stay backstage, telling Sami Zayn not to get involved. And then he got so beaten up by the bloodline at the end. Uh, it was almost like throwing up in the ring, um, which indicates he should finally realize that he needs Sami Zayn's help. Cody Rhodes' help. I can see them doing a big six-man at some point. Maybe they'll save that for after WrestleMania, Backlash or something. Um, but, um, yeah, he he definitely needs the help. And I think we're getting to that sto- slowly getting to that point where Sammy and KO come together to fight the Usos. For the tag titles of WrestleMania, which I, in my opinion, should be main event night one and is a really compelling storyline to, to go up against 
Roman and Cody as night two main event. You've got two great storylines there for main event. So that is what I personally want to see. Um, Omos and Brock Lesnar continued their feud. They had a very odd face-to-face, um, a bit of a botched move over the top, which is a bit worrying considering they've been one spot and they botched it a little bit. But I did like the idea of the confrontation here, of Brock kind of backing away from Omos and but Omos was absolutely towering over him. Not many people look bro- make Brock Lesnar look small, but he made him look really small. And I quite like the selling of this match. Um, and I know it's not for everybody, and I'm not expecting an in-ring classic by any means, but if they get this right and keep it short and sweet and just crazy, then then it might do it might be all right um for WrestleMania. I don't think this did segment did any harm, put it that way. One thing I'm not enjoying, actually, and this this might be it's not really a skid mark, but it's a mini skid mark, is the build of the Bianca Belair and Asuka feud, which I just don't think is very good. It's it's copy and paste almost of um Bianca and Sasha, where they were kind of respecting each other, not neither of them are turning heel kind of just staring at each other in the ring. Nothing really happened. There's no story to it at all. Bianca's obviously, she had a match with Chelsea Green. Carmella was ringside. Next week, we're getting a tag match, so which was very predictable. They went, I want to see some drama between Bianca and Asuka. At the moment, just getting Asuka walking down and then spitting the blue mist and, and dribbling everywhere, which isn't particularly entertaining either. I loved her cool look when she come back at the Rumble. I like the look she's got now, but she's not doing anything with it really. Um, so yeah, this feud is flat um, and the match will be incredible. Um, and I, you know, I'm looking forward to the match, but I think the feud has been very, very disappointing so far and they really need to step it up because I think Bianca Belair and Asuka both deserve better and can do better. I know Asuka, Promo-wise, obviously, English not being her first language, sometimes it's not as strong. Bianca, but, uh, you know, maybe that's why they're not doing lengthy promos, but there should be something. There should be some animosity or something between the two. At the moment, there isn't. Hopefully that comes with the tag match next week. We have still got a couple of weeks to build it. So it's not the end of the world so far, but it's not it's not how I how I would do it. Um, one other thing of note that I enjoyed from Raw was Otis and the Maximum Male Models. I'm getting a real pop at this, and some people may not like this. Some people don't like comedy wrestling. Some people, I think this is hilarious at the moment. Um, Otis, when the camera cut to him and he was modelling, it looked, it was, it did make me laugh. I got a cheap pop out of it. Not everything has to be serious. This is an example of where you can have comedy feuds with lower card wrestlers. Uh, Otis is also very good in this kind of role. Gable can do this kind of stuff, although I want to see him have a serious role as well, which I've discussed many times. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I found this very entertaining. And I, I hope there's a segment at Mania maybe backstage where they're doing some sort of modelling and then Gable and Otis can split and maybe they have a little bit of a fight and maybe you could even do shit, go... Keeney mentioned it, Gable will notice at Mania, but I don't think we're going to get that because I don't think that's a Mania-level match, unfortunately. It, I would like to see it, but I just don't see the company doing that. Um, but yeah, I think we will get some sort of story with them involved. Um, we also got lo- confirmed that Logan Paul's coming back next week um, after more confrontations between Miz and Rollins. Um, Rollins had a quick match with Corbin, beat him kept him strong not allowed to say about that and then we had the stuff from smackdown last friday which was obviously quite a while ago now so i'd forgot to be honest i'd forgotten quite a lot of what happened i'm just going to have a quick drink of water for audio listeners 
um, who can't see me about to do that. Um, and yeah, so very interesting fatal five-way match. Kofi Kingston injured, uh, replaced by Xavier Woods, which makes sense. And I actually prefer Xavier being in the match anyway, because... I mean, the story of him not holding a title, they even mentioned he's not had a singles title match in seven years. Um, I think he should get his moment at some point soon. So him being in a match was cool. You had Karrion Cross, LA Knight. Drew and Sheamus in there. And I, I, what I thought would happen, happened. And Drew and Sheamus got a pin each um, at the same time. And I thought they were just going to announce a triple threat straight away, but they're not. Gunter said he wants challenger, not challengers. And now they're doing Drew v. Sheamus this week to face Gunther at WrestleMania. I still have a feeling they're going to lead to a triple threat somehow. I've got a feeling either they're going to be attacked or there's going to be a double count out or something where we don't get a definitive winner in this match. And Adam Pearce is like, well, what do I do now? Okay, triple threat match at WrestleMania between the three of you. That's the route I would go to. I want that match. That's the match I want to see. And I think it would be great. And it gets Sheamus on the card because otherwise I think Drew versus Gunter is a good one-on-one match, but you want Sheamus on there as well, in my opinion. And that would be a banger at WrestleMania. could steal the show. So yeah, looking forward to that. And that was interesting. You had more stuff with Dom and Ray, which obviously led on to Raw. Um, There wasn't a whole hell of a lot else. There was obviously Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes coming together um, to stop the bloodline and coming out on top there. Um, Charlotte had a match with Shotzi. Again, not much going on in the women's division on SmackDown. You know, you're not using the vast majority of that division. I'm not sure what's going on with Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, whether, you know, there was a lot of talk of them getting a tag title match. That seems off the cards at the moment. Liv Morgan, where's she? What's she doing? Because she should be getting a more of a, a, a showcase, in my opinion. Raquel, you know, another one. Um, yeah, and then there's the returns people like Emma and Tegan Knox were just doing absolutely nothing unfortunately um and that seems to be the thing going back to Raw actually someone just saw some people online suggested maybe they could have Bronson Reed challenge um Bobby Lashley and I think that's a good idea I think Bronson Reed's been built enough that you can have he he seems like a credible person. You could just do an open challenge and have Bronson Reed with Lesnar. Uh Lashley. Lashley probably win, but um that would be a good match. And something else I thought from NXT, sorry, I'm a bit all over the place because I've written a few notes down. But the Gargano I have to mention because I was just thinking about what else happened on Raw, and obviously Johnny Gargano was on Raw, but his involvement in NXT is is good. You know, obviously he's Mr. NXT and him and Waller's feud is is heated up with Grayson Waller visiting Johnny Gargano's house, beating him up in front of his wife and kid. Quite dramatic stuff, actually. Um, but yeah, that's his plans for Mania season. And I'm glad that Gargano is doing something because I think just to leave him off the Mania card would be a bit rubbish. But he has also not been hot enough to get like a main match. So for him, you know, to have that NXT and the storyline makes complete sense because it's been building up for like a year now. Um you know, since Waller attacked Gargano in the first place. So I really like what they're doing there. Um, yeah, there's not a lot else to discuss this week. Like I said, I've given my top mark, given my um, skid mark. I think I'll probably leave it there for now. Um, hopefully, you know, like I say, no pod last week, only this this week. Um, next week, we will get something together 100%. We're building very close to WrestleMania now, so I want to keep the content coming. And then obviously over WrestleMania season, we'll do even more. And then 
obviously with 2K23 coming out, we, we've got plans for that. So I'm really, really excited about that. For more info, obviously, follow us on Twitter at Recharge Wrestle. Keep an eye out for predictions as well coming up. WrestleMania will be the big one there. That can be a big point swing decider. So keep your eye out on that. Uh, yep, yeah, follow us on at Recharge Wrestle. Like and subscribe on YouTube. I've been Fisher. I'll see you soon. Goodbye. 